On today's podcast, we are looking to cover what makes a game great. Going to look into some features, look into some attributes, and just kind of discuss that and as much more as we can. So welcome to today's podcast. I am your host, Jeremy. And I'm Scott. And we're here to discuss what makes a game great. Ooh, it's going to be a good one, I think. I think so. <laughs> we love games. We do. And we know what makes great games, I think. I hope so. You know, we've been playing them forever, so yeah. what can you say? <laughs> At least I know what a great game is. I don't know about you. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. He only plays the bad games, so we'll have to see how this goes. <laughs> Yeah. There's going to be fisticuffs thrown here. Oh, maybe. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a good thing we're on the opposite side of the room here. <laughs> yes, very true. And there's a little, a little bit of a table between us, so that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. Some throwing distance maybe, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Scott, uh, it's nice to be here. I just wanted to uh, kind of bring up uh, you know, the first part of the game and just be like, what is it that makes a game great for you? What kind of things do you look into and... You know what? You know what makes you buy a game right away? Or like, what makes you think, "Oh, that's a great game. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to pick that up." Hmm. I think one of the one of the things that a game has to have, uh, and I was thinking about this list, and it doesn't apply necessarily to every game, but I think this is one thing that does, and that's game mechanics. So, how does the game run? If we're like when we grew up, it was uh, you had Mario Brothers, you had Donkey Kong, you had Ice Hockey. Uh, you had, you know, um, Sonic the Hedgehog. There's all these games that kind of came out when you were younger. And though they're not like today's games, they were great games because the, the game mechanics were great. So, Absolutely. you know, you know the things that th- there were, there were things that you could do in the game that were unique and they were fun. And there were things that you'd want to do again and again and again. And so even if it's something simple as Mario, where you're just jumping and hitting blocks and, Grabbing fireballs, <laughs> fireballs, and things like that. It was a, it was simple. Um, even Donkey Kong. I remember when you're running up uh, for those younger folks. Uh, you know, the, they used to have um, uh, Donkey Kong used to be a bad guy, and he would throw down barrels, and you had yeah. to jump over these barrels and try to rescue the princess. That's true. I don't think the princess actually had a name back then, but um, even Mario didn't actually have a name then. Here's this little side topic, but he's, mm. he's known as Jumpman. Jumpman. This <laughs> is Jumpman. Yeah, he didn't actually have a name back then. Anyways, that's going off topic. But <laughs> but the idea, though, that game mechanics, you know, even from back then to now, are, and how important they are and what makes a great game. It makes a game where people want to continue playing and play for now games last for hundreds of hours. So it's like whether it's like a shooter, like if like so you're, so you're talking about playing Destiny, mm-hmm. or you're yep. playing a you know a Japanese RPG like Final Fantasy. Yep, it's games that that yeah they may have stories and characters and all that kind of stuff, but it's uh, if it didn't have good game mechanics, it couldn't be a great game. And I think the games that have like the greatest you know or or even things that it, it just works within the the realm of the game itself. Like I, I was playing uh, Street Fighter Two. Not too long ago, nice, nice. and I haven't played it in ages. Like it's been a while since I played them, but it's they're still like great games. Why? Because the great the game mechanics are what make it great. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, one of the biggest things, like like definitely game mechanics, is a 
is a very big thing. I really like story and characters. I like like the in-depth character development and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So a lot of the times, uh, especially, you know, as you were saying back in the day, like, yeah, like the games didn't really have a lot of story to the, you know, for the character. Mm-hmm. There was story for the game. There was a, a point and an objective and a plot. And, uh, but yeah, you're basically jumping around hitting blocks and shooting people, right? So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all good stuff. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. So uh, you were saying game mechanics and like, is there any specific game mechanics that uh, kind of brings it up? Or like, like uh, um, one of the big things I think when I think of game mechanics would be like the story or like the way you level up your character. Mm. Kind of one of the things that I really look into and I like that kind of aspect to a game. Yeah. Yeah, being where you able feel to like create the, your character essentially. Yeah, when you, yeah, character creation. I mean, in most games, is usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Some games, it's just like okay, um, I'll I'll get to one game in particular in the future if I can remember it this point, but I don't <laughs> want to spoil it. Uh, but yeah, there's there's sometimes where character creation is is really really good. Sometimes the mechanics for I know that they tried this with certain games where they're scanning your face and your game your faces in the game. It, it didn't quite work. Oh. I think it was for NBA. I think it was a like 2K oh, or something. you know what? I do remember hearing that. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah. I remember um, trying <laughs> that. It just did not <laughs> did not work out well. <laughs> hey, I they're trying. <laughs> yeah, at least they're trying different stuff. And that's right. I think... Um, I think those kind of... That's like that's a mechanic. That's actually really, really good that way. Uh, another thing could be just like the shooting system. Mm. Um, so again, reverting back to what I was talking about before with Destiny and like just how the how the gun feels when you're shooting it and that kind of thing. And then um, it could just be other things like, uh, you know, when you're when you're playing a Sonic the Hedgehog and then like spinning around and all that kind of stuff. And that was just the games that are unique. And yeah. I know that there's games that will borrow from other games. Oh, yeah, for sure. But games that have their own uniqueness in how you play them. Mm-hmm. I think those are, those are things that can make it. Um, and then, of course, you know, people copy those things, but... Um, those things like, and I, I just remember playing Halo for the first time, and I remember playing GoldenEye in the N64. Yes, that was that was a great game. <laughs> uh, just those kind of mechanics like that, like even uh, multiplayer uh, as a mechanic. Mm. Um, and you were mentioning earlier about you know when you make a character, but even game progression, how your character, you know, gets stronger over time and all that kind of stuff. I know it's kind of like done overdone kind of now. True, it's like in every single game, pretty much, yeah, there's some yeah. kind of you know, RPG element, even sports games. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't like that before. That's so. true. That's true. You can be so. a game manager now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> manage exactly. a team, do manage, the Managing teams. Salary yeah. caps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, and, it, and that's the thing is that it really depends. Like in a game, there's certain aspects of it that you might enjoy more than others. You Absolutely, know, there's yeah. a lot of games now that have, you know, maybe there is the player versus player or player versus environment mm-hmm. or, you know, and then you have games like Minecraft where you can create a world and create and just play, you know, building things. Or you could make it more of a survival part of it. And yeah, were, yeah. Or like, yeah, exactly. Create games for other people to join and yeah. try to beat, which is pretty, I think that's a pretty neat system. Yeah. 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 So like, you know, like my kids, they love uh, playing those kind of games because you can create your own worlds. Like, what's the other one? Roblox. Roblox, Roblox yeah. is another one where you can just create worlds and invite people to these worlds and it's, it's pretty cool how, yep. how you can pretty much create games now pretty much so yeah. and i think no man's sky if i can remember correctly is kind of that kind of i never played it but no i didn't play it either but i do i think uh you're on the same page there yeah 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 they had that 
how about uh, how, about, how about you what's something that uh you feel is a is a good uh you know attribute as you mentioned earlier yeah so i'm definitely being into character development so i like having a good game with a big background for the character and like figuring out like you know what their story is like and making sure that throughout the game like that character stays in that that you know relative turn or or even develops and learns more throughout the game and then kind of changes and you can see that that growth. Mm. Uh, I really love long video games. Like I play RPGs, you know, all the Final Fantasy games, pretty much all of them are pretty amazing with that kind of stuff. Um, like when you really think about the game, the plot's the same, right? There's a big yeah. bad guy, the world's going to destroy it, <laughs> but there's heroes who join up together and beat the big bad guy, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, it's, you know, it's pretty much the same story, but it's the character development that's different. And that's yeah. one thing that I definitely think uh, Final Fantasy or, you know, Square Enix did a really great job on was character development. And the fact that they decided that that's where they're going to focus. All their games are the same, but mm-hmm. you change the environment, you change what it looks like, you create a different world and you create different people. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, this game's amazing. They definitely have, you know, a good recipe. <laughs> yeah. And I noticed that even when it comes to characters, how they... Of they've kind of made even the bad guys not just generic bad guys, but they mm-hmm. kind of made them a little more complex. And That's I think true. movies are starting to do that now. But I remember, um, you know, I'm thinking about um, what's his name from Final Fantasy VII, Sephiroth. Uh, Sephiroth, Sephiroth yeah. yes. So, uh, my his name, uh, my mind there for a second, but yeah, <laughs> Sephiroth. Where you know you have these characters that you know um, are seemingly likable. You know, mm-hmm. and, and to some degree, even like a character like Thanos can be is can be seen in some ways as a likable character, or um, you know. And so, whenever we're thinking about you know those those kind of things, I like how they've kind of fleshed out some of the the bad guys. They're not just generic bad guys that want to take over the world. Yeah, exactly. They're just like some bad little kid that decided to do something, and now he <laughs> wants to kill everything. Yeah, <laughs> the world must burn. Well, like Sephiroth was first a hero, right? Yeah, he saved them from the war, and then all of a sudden he starts going bad, or yeah. you know, getting mentally challenged there. And uh, you know, it's it's kind of one thing I kind of like with Final Fantasy VII remake is they've kind of kept the same story up front, but they've shown that there's something that might change, and it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see like the two different timelines. And uh, we'll definitely have to do a video ju- or a podcast just on that that <laughs> game because there is so much in depth to that game, and I can't yeah. wait for the next part to come out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, the great, the great, uh, it was a great first part. It was, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. What about, um, like the plots? What do you think of the plots? And, uh, just kind of like, like what would be one of your greatest or favorite games? And is it, is it based on plot character or story or lore or something? I think, um, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but story is, is a huge aspect uh, for me, when it comes to games, I I would have to say I play more first person. Like, sorry, not I'm like sorry, I'd say, I'd say more single player games. Okay, okay. Than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just enjoy getting immersed in the story. Yeah. So we talked about characters, and then so going along with that, you would naturally, you know, you know, slant towards the idea of story because um, story kind of engrosses you. Um, into the world that you're playing in yeah and if you're you can kind of get invested with the characters and you can invest with what their story is their interactions with the other characters 
all these things are really important. I feel when it comes to a video game. And, um, so a couple of games that kind of stick out to me in terms of story would be, we were mentioning this last podcast, but is uh God of war mm, is, yeah. um, is, is amazing on the PS five. If you've never played that, definitely check, check that out. Um, just that it's kind of like a father son journey. Yes. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to say anything more plot wise if you've never played it, but, <laughs> but that's what I'd say. And then, you know, you had to do Witcher three where yeah, Witcher it's 3. kind of a father daughter kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, so the Caesar oh, is so, a daughter, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh and so there's these stories that just involve you and you get immersed in them. And I think, you know, Final Fantasy Seven is one of those things, uh, is one of those games that kind of engrosses you. Uh recently would be like Last of Us. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, like uh, a more particular Last of Us Part One myself, but yeah, I yeah. know there was obviously some Good, good things that ha- kind of happen in Last of Us Part Two has kind of become controversial. If you, <laughs> no spoilers here, but um, yeah, there's a lot of these games. Um, you know, if it wasn't for their story, wouldn't have been, I think, as impactful to me. Absolutely. And yeah. I would just, you know, if it's a twenty hour game, you know, maybe I would have gone like you know, be five, ten hours in and just say, okay, I don't really care for the story. I'm just not feeling it, and I just, you know, stop playing it. Right. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, but games that have really good stories, I feel, uh, like the ones I mentioned, yeah. are, are ones that kind of, I don't know, bring you through the experience. Yeah. And you kind of just become um, connected to those characters and, and to their story. Yeah. And where they like, where they, um, where they they begin, where they end. So, like, what's, the, what's this progression in, in terms of character development, I think, is very, very important when it comes to a video game. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, like, I kind of want to touch base a little bit more on Witcher 3. Um, with it being definitely one of my favorite games and uh, going back to just the story, the characters, and like even the lore on it. like There's just a lot of background story that's going on within the game while mm-hmm. you're still playing. And it's like there's history everywhere and just all the extra little pieces to it. And then the fact that there's just like, you know, one of those games where it's like, oh, you know, the story is great. All this is great. But at the same <laughs> time, I can go play Gwent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I do enjoy it's, that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing how um, there and and people can get immersed in these games, especially open world games, because there's so many things you can do. Mm-hmm. Side quests and all Side, that, yeah. right? Get your secret weapons or legendary yeah. weapons. And, and, <laughs> and one of the brilliant things I found about Witcher Three was the side the side quests were as good and sometimes, if not better, than the main some, story yeah. ones. Agreed. And that doesn't normally happen, in, especially in role-playing games. Usually it's Very just like, true. hey, you have to go pick up this thing and then whatever. And you skip and, the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, and you just got to go grab this thing for this guy and you got to go give it back to him or something. Yeah, yeah, true. Very but true. in The Witcher 3, there was a lot of aspects where that wasn't necessarily the case. So it's like, so you have the main story and then there's the, the parts of that story that kind of, you know, jut off from that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that make a cohesive whole, I find, with some of these games. Yeah, that and I think that um, that CD Projekt Red and, and Witcher Three was a perfect example of that. So you kind of get a better understanding of EG's characters. You get you get to know more about uh, you know Geralt through the story. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think um, you know one other piece that I really enjoy as well in most games, and like I play a lot of the same games. Um, I think I've said that already, but uh, it's kind of just what I. I enjoy. I usually don't, 
you know, no, I don't. What do you mean? Like you play them over again, over and over again? I, or uh, you, or no, 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 not always. Depending, certain games I will like, mo- like some of the Final Fantasy games, I'll play over again. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I usually play it once, and then I'm usually done. Witcher three, I did play, I did play over twice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but what I'm more, you know, I, I think what I like looking into is like, like combat style as well. Like that's one of the biggest things that's changed quite quite drastically over the couple of years mm. was just the way like you know turn-based or real-time or you know all those those little tactics that you can do now and like when i was playing so like final fantasy 15 for example right when that kind of came out they changed their whole mechanic of of how you fight and that became very interesting to me and then when they released final fantasy 7 i was happy that they followed that same mechanic <laughs> because it was such a great it was such a great way to play and i like i really enjoyed that one so yeah for sure mm-hmm. um i think I think when it comes to certain stories, um, yeah, uh, sometimes you even get, you, you become so engrossed with certain characters and they become so personal to you. And much as something like something that happened with last of us Two, Two was yeah. one is a big hit to a lot of people. And, uh, the death is of this important character. Um, and so early in the game, <laughs> it's so early. In the I game. was like, wait, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it's amazing how this uh, this medium has changed so much, and uh, and how it be, has become like this way that we we definitely drew draw stories from. You know, some people love to read books, some people watch movies or TV shows, and then others, you know, they play video games, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and uh, and how these game creators are just creating these beautiful worlds and um, stories and characters, and like approaching them from that sp- perspective, and then. Then you have like sound design and and how all mm. those things kind of add together and they they create like a certain feel to them. Like I uh, I grew up playing uh, Resident Evil, oh, so yes. Resident Evil One, yeah, it wasn't the greatest story wise, but it was scary, right? And then kind of as time went on, they kind of became less and less scary. And then Resident Evil Seven came out, and the game, if you've never played it, is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like you're walking through this dilapidated old house in the country. And yeah, the just even though you're not, there's no, there's no music or anything. It's the ambient sound as mm-hmm. you're, you can hear creaking, yeah, and you're yeah. like, "What the heck? Is, is there something behind me? Is somebody's gonna come out and hit me, or you know, stab me, or something?" And it's just like all that, all that is uh, is really, really terrifying. And um, all those things kind of work together, you know. So, yeah. so sound um, is another aspect. I was gonna say. So, did you play those games alone in the dark? I played. <laughs> I was too scared with some of them, but Resident <laughs> Evil 1, I actually played most of it in the dark. Wow, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The time, I, I remember, um, for those that are listening, um, was the when Resident Evil 1 came out and the zombie turns around, he looks at, he looks at you. Uh, do you. Do you know which I'm part of I I'm talking not, about? I do not know, no. And he, yeah, and he turns around and he looks at you and you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and like, just, but when we were kids, <laughs> when we were kids, it was terrifying. So yeah, you know, for sure. there's, there's a certain aspects um, <laughs> of it. So yeah, when I think about um, this, probably tie into into all this. I also think about like world building. Yes, and, and environments and yeah, yeah, yep. and that has come a long ways as it well. It has, it has. Um, you know, gone are the two D and then just you know um, worlds that we used to have growing up and. Uh, side-scrolling platformers. Don't get me wrong; those were those were good, and they're still actually they're around. around. A lot of people still play a lot of platformer games, like uh, yeah. side-scrolling platformers. Is what I mean, and uh, like Mario Brothers and stuff like that. But um, 
yeah, games have really come a long way. I think of uh, Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. is a good example of a simple game overall. Yeah. But then there's so many underlying mechanics. Yeah. So going back to game mechanics that really make it a game that you can kind of do whatever you want in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Grand Theft Auto Five is Grand Theft Auto is not really my my bigotry, but the the game is is something you it's like a sandbox game where you can kind of do whatever you want. True. And I think that's something that has kind of changed over the years. Um, how they did things like lighting effects yes. and rain and when you're driving, you know, at a certain time and day and, you know, the, the sun's coming out and you can kind of see that. So it's just like there's certain aspects of that. And then even non-playable characters, how that has really changed, how people interact with you when you, when you do something and they interact they they were like, Whoa, they're like react to your, your action. Uh, your action. Like mm-hmm. What, what, you know, what did you just do? I can't believe what you did. <laughs> Or they bump into you and you act a certain way or they say something or whatever. Like those are those are really cool things that of course weren't popular weren't um possible on earlier systems. Yeah. But have become more like commonplace now. Yep. Yep. So thank you for game AI developers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, AI is a big is a big adjustment to the world now. Yeah. And there's there's games where if you do something and, and this happened in a game such as uh we'll get bring up Witcher Three um, where, you know, the, your actions, um, based on them affect the, the environment and, or, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the path you, of the story, clear. right? Yeah. You can change the path of the story, which is cool too. Cause it, yeah. because that makes it, you know, you could have multiple endings to certain stories and then, uh, yeah. And then you got to come back and play it again so that you can know what happens in, if you do the other story, if yeah. you make the other decisions. Yeah, so th- so those kind of aspects of it are, are things that are important to kind of think about. And when I think about world building that way, for sure. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I know those uh, yeah, those world mechanics are just amazing. I'm, I'm pretty excited. And I just can't wait to see where things are going to go. You know, we've been talking about future of gaming and all that stuff, too. And, uh, you know, all the new games that are coming out, I'm pretty excited. It's just things are going to change and we'll have to uh, wait and see and maybe one day develop some games for ourselves. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. <laughs> Another thing I think that's really important when it comes to gaming is um, game difficulty. And this is something that I think there has to be um, like a sweet spot when it comes to video games. Because I feel like there's that sometimes when we're when we're playing a game, if it's too hard, mm-hmm. then people just you know aren't gonna want to play it. You know, <laughs> this is that's like, very true. Like I see that with my son, right? So he'll be playing a game and he wants to be able to play like you know like I do. And there's some parts in the game where he may not be able to do that exact thing, so he mm-hmm. kind of gets frustrated because it's hard. So luckily, there's some games that we play that you can adjust that level. Uh, while he's playing, and that makes a big difference for him. Is he, you can still enjoy the game, but you don't want to be too easy. It's too easy, then yeah. you're just going to fly through it. Exactly. It's too hard, though. You might get frustrated and break some TVs on the way. <laughs> or exactly. controllers. So, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with that. The, the uh, game difficulty is nice. But I also really like it when you do, like with some of the games now, they've added, like, you know, when you do complete something at a higher level or higher difficulty, mm-hmm. you get higher rewards. And that's always nice because now you're just like, oh, I'm actually doing it because I'm going to get something better out of it as opposed to just being like, oh, I'm doing, you know, I'm going to do it and 
you know, get the same reward because then yeah. that wouldn't really be a benefit and be, oh, cool, I can do it, but what's the point? <laughs> well, it's, it's like New Game Plus and how yes. you're going through the game again, but it harder, harder yes. difficulty and stuff, and you start with the same or some similar stats or higher levels and you go through the game again. Yeah. Yeah. That's becoming that's becoming more commonplace now. Sure. Um, I just think on the original Nintendo, most games were like maxed hard difficulty. They were all like really difficult. There's how, how many games that I had growing up where I couldn't finish them because they were too hard. Like it's not the, it's not for lack of trying. It's just they were really difficult games, mm-hmm. and there was only one difficulty, and it was hard. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now they've kind of you know. Some games are still, even on their harder difficulties, are not too hard. You know, it's just um, not, that'll happen or, you know, um, but it's nice to have options to be able to um, scale that difficulty down. Mm-hmm. If someone's yeah. more interested in, and this usually is what happens, I say, with like Gears of War and stuff like that, where they'll have, um, it'll say, what kind of difficulty level would you like? Do you want like... Do you want it to just be story or like story with some difficulty or like enemies are really hard or it's just like this is insane difficulty where <laughs> you, you can barely get through? Yeah, yeah. Because the, because like the enemies are so hard. Yeah. And you can just kind of pick and choose what difficulty is. The problem sometimes with those type of games is they just, the enemies are just like bullet sponges. Yeah. Or they give you one life. Yeah. Those games like that, it's like, oh, yeah, you can run around, but you only have one life. Once you die, you die. Yeah. Oh, goodness, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> that was like Nintendo games, though. Yes, you had true, like, true. You had like two, three lives, and that was it. You had to know the secrets to find the good lives yeah. <laughs> to get oh, the extra gosh. one-ups. Yeah, I think back to uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles. Oh, yes, good that, game. That was a game that I played so often, but I could never get past Metal Mario. It kept killing me. Mm. Uh, but it was one of those games where you could um, you play for a long time, and I think you only had three lives. Mm. If my memory serves you correctly, and after that, you're done. Like you have to go all the way back to the beginning of the, of the entire game. Now yeah, you yeah. have saves. Yes. So even if something is really hard, it's like, hey, you go back, you die, but you go back to like the more recent save point or whatever. One of my favorite things doing when I was younger was you'd play the games on a ROM. And then you could make a, a snapshot. Oh, okay. So you could be like, oh, I know this fight's going to be hard. So you do a quick save. And that way, when you die, you just hit it again. Hit up 12. <laughs> Reload your last save, your last snapshot. And then you and then you can do it again and again and again until you figure out the mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out how to beat that boss and then you're good to go. Yeah. There's there's some games that are that were just so hard. They were just like another one was uh, was Back to the Future. And um, there's one oh, part where I played you- that game. We where you play as like the bartender and you there's like a bunch of guys that are coming in. You gotta like go up and down and try to throw milkshakes. <laughs> no. you want to bartender? I guess you're just working in a diner. That's right. You work <laughs> in the diner and you're throwing milkshakes at their heads. And as as they're coming in, but they keep coming in and you keep throwing them. <laughs> but they keep they get faster and faster and faster, and then they eventually get to you, and then that's it. Wow. So, but I remember playing that so many times, and I got so frustrated, and you're like. You know, throwing controllers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But I, I feel like games do have to have, you want some level, as you're saying, you want some level of difficulty, but you also don't want it to be so hard that you're not enjoying the game. True. You want to enjoy the game as you're going through. Like you love the story and you do love the combat and whatever. But, you know, if it's if it's too hard and you just keep dying, <laughs> it's just like, well, 
either I really, I'm really terrible at this game or it, this game is just really too hard. <laughs> exactly. You know? So that's what it's for. How, how, how do I do this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, you, now, well, now we have, yeah, YouTube and you can watch, we video, do, yeah. you can watch videos of people playing. It's like, Hey, this is how you do it. You, you equip this thing and you yeah. do this and put this mod or, on. Or yeah. Here's, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and there's all different ways that you can, you know, beat characters and, Stuff like that. Like you have speed runs of different sections of games. You can see all that stuff. But when we grew up, we had, um, you didn't have any of that stuff. Nope. nope. A guide. You have to buy the guide when you pick yep. up the game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Go to the library. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I remember yes. Nintendo Power and they had their oh, guides. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. I had a friend that used to get one of those. And then he would be like, I'm like, how do you get through this part? And he's like, oh, I got this episode of. Nintendo Power, and they show you how to get through this level. <laughs> and they actually had maps. I don't know if you remember, mm. they used to have maps of levels. Yes. So if it was a Mario game, it would show you the map. Or like the Zelda games. I remember Zelda. the original. Exa- yeah, yeah there was exactly. A lot of maps Zelda. For that because everyone's like, "How do I go through this dungeon? Like, how many floors is there? Like, is yeah. that a Link to the Past? Uh, no, or, I was more or, thinking uh, Ocarina of Time. Oh, okay. uh, from, from the N sixty four. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was oh great game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I even replayed it, and then there, yeah, there. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Even got my kids playing it because I was like, you guys have to have to enjoy the originals, you know. Otherwise, what's the point? And then them re uh, releasing Links. What was it? A Link to the Past? Is it no Links Awakening? Yeah, Links Awakening came They're out re- on the Switch. They re released it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So so I had my kids play that one. It was fun. That was and now good. they have um, Skyward Sword. Oh yeah. How it's was cool. that? It's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Anything Zelda. <laughs> Anything Zelda, anything Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's all mine. <laughs> yep. Well, I yeah. don't know. Is there... Uh, I think uh, that's about it for today's podcast. So thank you again for joining us, everyone. And we want to know what you think makes a game great. And uh, you know, what are your best features? Character-wise, plots-wise, story-wise or game mechanics. (laughs) Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next time. Have a great day.